Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, back with another episode. <clears throat> hey, y'all. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you all for listening, as always. I am I am going through the motions right now, and I thought that I would interact with you guys from a space that's still developing. Um, I wanted to, to be the first to be as raw and, and, you know, with everything in me, that's my goal. That's my MO, you know, as I navigate through this platform, the whole premise behind starting this platform is to create a vulnerable space for me to be able to share my methodology and how I approach life and the things that I incorporate, the things that um, stand out to me, the things that have been my guiding light in hopes that it, you know, impacts you all and creates a ripple effect in your flow Um, just by listening, just by interacting with me, um, definitely, definitely creates another leg to this journey. And I deeply appreciate, appreciate everyone who listens. Um, you know, this, this time of year is pretty challenging because it is the end of the year. It is holiday season. It is financially taxing. It is, you know, draining in some way socially, you know, having to participate in so many social events or not having to, but, you know, participating in so many social events, still maintaining your sense of, you know, self. Um, This year has been a big year reflecting on that year of, you know, navigating things from a place of trying to create a sense of stability, if not consistency within my emotional well-being. Um, for those of you who don't know, I do do therapy every two weeks. It is a requirement for me, I realize, and it's a space where I get to, um, just rethink some major, major life things. And recently I was actually recommended, I think I may have mentioned this in my previous um, episode, but I was recommended a book by my therapist called the surrender experiment. And, um, I wanted to talk about that and I wanted to talk about the correlation between surrendering and my sense of control and how my um, desire to navigate my life from a place of all-knowing, if you will, um, has interrupted a lot of the things that I currently um, am dealing with. And I thought it was very interesting as I'm kind of processing everything and learning myself differently and learning to surrender and that sort of thing. So I wanted to touch on kind of my life prior to this. So what got me to this point, especially if this is your first time listening, what got me to this point was that I felt like a lot of things that I was dealing with created a lot of friction. It also created a lot of um, anger within me. So um, whether it be frustration or being upset or um, not feeling like things were going my way, um, I kept experiencing these like roadblocks or I would have these moments where I was trying to make certain decisions or navigate certain things. And I felt like there was a huge obstacle in front of me, which caused me to kind of spiral in a bit. Um, and what I mean by that, it just caused me to really feel overwhelmed, overwhelmed by the experience. And what I would do is I would outwardly get into a mood, get into a funk. I would outwardly be stressed, you know, and feel overwhelmed and feel just overtaken by emotion because I felt like I had to hustle. I felt like I had to be aggressive and I operated from a more masculine um, 
standpoint, which caused me to um, essentially be more of a protector, more of an assertive, um, overly um, almost aggressive person. Now, when you are, when you're at the phase of life where you're able to, I wouldn't say step outside yourself, but start to notice that your um, efforts in protecting your life, taking care of the things you need to take care of, don't automatically or don't yield um, the results you're looking for. And you're constantly, it feels like it's a, it's a very exhausting cycle because I've noticed the results in behaving that way or acting or approaching situations in that way cause more friction. It caused more friction. Things were harder to actually develop and design and make happen. And it thoroughly made me question a lot of different things where I was just kind of like, this can't be it. This, this uphill battle life can't be it because I feel like I am fighting for my life. (laughs) I'm fighting for my life. And every swing that I take is taking like 10 to 10, you know, um, 10 times more effort than it needs to. And the damage is not even being done. And so once I started to just analyze how that approach um, was causing more damage to me, and then also the environments around me, I personally didn't like how I was responding to other people, especially when I felt threatened. I didn't like how I, the quality of the relationships that I had around me and my influence of them, where there was more fear of me than anything else. Sorry, morning allergies is be just be allergy, just being allergies. Um, post nature drip for those who have sinuses, you completely understand how the mornings just derail you from just jumping out of bed and getting your day started. Um, but <clears throat> sorry, we're gonna get it together. Um, I just didn't like how those experiences did not reflect who I wanted to be. It, it just feels crum- crumbling. It feels as though I'm watching these things happen and I'm like almost wanting to grab myself because I'm like, what are you so hurt about? What are you struggling through? And so that really led the thread of me trying to deep dive deeper as to why do you feel like this approach is the best approach? So once I got to that point, then I circled into just going into my historic, my, you know, history. So adolescent, being born, being raised, what were some of my first interactions of either those behaviors or behaviors that could have resulted in the behavior I'm currently, you know, practicing? So one of the things that came up was my mom's approach to handling um, similar situations and how that led to her being overly aggressive and very um, forward in just dealing with certain things. And that was a scary place to, to go into. It was scary because there's hurt. There's a, a lot of mixed emotions in that. There's confusion. There's a sense of guilt, abandonment, um, you know, areas that either I completely blacked out you know, or I really avoided, I really tried to not acknowledge, not go into, um, that I had to sit with. Now, as I started to just kind of pull those, those memories out and those pieces out is when I got to see how 
I had packaged them in and put them up to storage and really was not intending on revisiting those things. And it's interesting because um, if I hadn't been, you know, displaying this type of um, behavior, I would have, I don't think I've ever, I think, I, I don't think I would ever go back to those emotions, those experiences. I think that I would have been completely fine in just letting go of that, like not even revisiting it. But what caused me to go through it really got me to see why I packaged them up and put them away in places that, you know, I never want to find them. Um, I want to be honest with you. It took a lot of strength. Self-reflection is a extremely challenging and taxing thing, especially when you're doing it by your own, um, you know, for your own um, reasons, meaning it's not because someone else is telling you, hey, you need to really pick some things out of your brain and go back to places that you don't want to go into. It was self-driven. I went at my own pace. You know, like I said, I try to unfold pieces and not overwhelm myself and also give myself grace and patience and understanding and compassion really during those things. And one of the things that really helped me during that time was the comfort book um, that I read as well too, because it really, really put me in a place where I could walk through them with ease, meaning it didn't necessarily take it, take the experience of what I was experiencing and make it like, you know, butterflies and, and gorgeous. What it did, it just made it so that way I was able to look directly at it um, with my emotions, but I was still able to look at it, go through it and um, revisit those things. So some highlighted things that kind of came out was how I was spoken to. Um, I was, I always got this sense because my mom had me at such a late age. I always got the sense that we, my, we, me and my younger brother were a burden. I never got the sense that she was just so overjoyed and actually welcomed us, wanted us. Um, you know, when she recalls the story, it's, you know, one of those things where she was not under the impression she was going to have any more kids, period. Like she thought she was done. She didn't have to worry about other kids. My siblings are way older than me. I'm talking about like 18 years older than me. Um, and so in her mind, she had checked out, she was done. She was ready to wrap it up and she wasn't even allowed to have more kids due to a tumor on her uterus. And, um, I came (laughs) surprise. I came, which was a big surprise and kind of that energy from the womb carried with me. I mean, even up until this day, it still feels like I didn't expect you. I wasn't looking for you, wanting you to be there, but you're here. So a lot of the times, the things that we did, um, it really felt very much like, oh, you're still here. (laughs) Um, you know, it was, it was very challenging to accept that. I couldn't articulate that at that time, but as I reflect and look back, I do see the signs of where our presence, um, my presence seemed exhausting, you know, um, kids are exhausting sometimes and that's, that's natural, but it didn't seem like, you know, when we got home from school or, you know, when it came time to play, like the effort was made or the acknowledgement was made. And I spent, I spent like a 50, 50 of having my dad in my life and not, and by not, I mean, like he lived in another home with another woman, um, end up separating with my mom. Um, that's a whole nother story, but, um, his approach was a lot more, um, subdued, 
you know, my mom was a tyrant, um, a rebel, you know, and she just, she demanded attention. And those traits, you know, have developed in me in ways that I don't recognize. I only adopted them without forming my own sense of self. And that's another thing that I think as a parent, you you have to be mindful of, of allowing your child and developing your child's sense of self um, in whatever shape or form that's supposed to be in. So that way um, they can, you know, um, become something or someone that they actually want to be versus adopting your methodology and approaches of doing certain things. Um, I can't really put my finger on why my mom, if we take it a generation back, um, why my mom reacted or handled things in that way. Um, I'm more than sure it's before my time. It wasn't something that I caused, you know, but I was definitely an outlet. Now, I don't, I wouldn't say that my mom was verbally abusive and anything like that, but I think she was very aggressive in her approach. Very, I mirrored her in many ways um, when it came to that. And it was seemingly, it's mainly because I didn't have a deeper, a better, you know, approach in handling certain situations that I was afraid of or that I had to toughen up for, or I had no context of how to handle. Um, her guidance was kind of my only reference. And because of that, I never questioned that it worked for me um, up until it stopped working where I just felt like, I don't like that person. I don't like when I get like that, what is wrong? You know, it just, it, I don't know what it was that dawned on me, um, that caused me to just rethink the way that I approach things. Maybe it could have been parenting. Maybe it could have been my relationships or, um, you know, just my approach at work and life, um, which led me to that place. I'm not exactly sure. Well, that um, experience deeply, deeply moved me because it's about seeing that little girl again and connecting with her. And as I am in the present day and kind of saying, listen, you don't have to be as afraid and as tough as you've you know, been. You can leave this up to me. We don't have to approach things in that way where there's better ways, there's different ways, there's more genuine ways um, to approach and to deal with certain things. And, you know, it's it's a it's an ongoing process because even though you may have planted the seed that, you know, hey, I want to change, I want to do something different, that doesn't mean you're faced with all the different variations in which you would normally operate in that space. And it takes some time to get to those places and to figure out what new approach fits for you. What new approach would you feel connected with and feel as though represents you in your newfound way? And it takes a second to just swallow the fact that you may have left some scars, you know, along the way, but there's only so much you can do to, you know, visit the past again, um, right your wrongs, um, and forgive yourself for operating from that space. It's challenging because the very last thing you would want is to essentially, you know, go down this rabbit hole hole of blame and ultimate, like, you know, 
you messed up. You should have done that. Like you don't want to go into that space. That's not helpful. That's not, that's not um, going to support you on this new journey of learning or relearning um, the way you approach things, especially when you're trying to adjust and change And Other people doing the same thing is not helpful as well either. You have to view, view it as like, this is my first time approaching this from this new mindset. And so it should be treated as like baby steps, you know, and trying different approaches and different ways of accomplishing that goal. Okay. So now let's get into surrender and how surrender correlates with this whole episode. What I'm referring to that happened in kind of the first portion of this conversation was that I took life by its horns and I rocked it. The challenge with that or the issue with that was that it was blowing up in my face because I wasn't supposed to be there. It didn't need any help. It didn't need my my you know pushiness or my timelines. And what it caused was me to feel unsettled, anxiety, um, stress, and frustration because things weren't going my way. Things weren't going in the um, direction I was hoping for or thinking of or wanting. And my input of wanting to design life in a way that I truly, truly enjoyed. And I think I've even brought that up in former episodes of, you know, designing your life and the concept of like, oh, okay, you get to paint the picture. That concept, I don't necessarily fully lean on anymore. So surrendering is essentially tapping into your feminine energy, which yields or um, what it's the intention is, is that life has its own course of evolution that's already there. Things grow, things die, you know, the, the sun shines, and it's not manipulated by us. You know, people go to work, you know, things change, politics. It's not manipulated by us. And what I mean by us is our individual self. Um, once you come across or you have certain situations in which you have to deal with, or you are a part of, and there's friction because it's not yielding in the direction in which you're hoping for, you allow those things to play out the way that it's intended to play out without your interference or nudging or influence of your own personal, serving your own personal goals or wants or desires. You're essentially allowing it to happen the way that it's supposed to. Now, the book in particular, it's a very, it's a great book. I wouldn't go into, I'm not going to go into details about what it is. You should definitely check it out. But the thread behind that is um, there are two, you know, um, parts of us in, in a sense where we have our inner self that, you know, kind of has a voice where it thinks about different things. Like my inner self right now is saying to me, okay, as I'm talking through to you guys, um, it's like, oh, wow, the flowers in front of me are starting to die. And I really need to move this other thing. And dang, I didn't even take any time to write out my map out my month of December and add my stickers and all those sort of things. That's what my inner self is saying outside. My outer self is essentially like talking about, you know, what's going on, handling this podcast, you know, all those sort of things. Now, the goal is to quiet the inner self and allow the outer self, as far as the person who is interacting with life, 
to be more submissive to life um, and allowing life to take its course without feeling the urge or the need to react in a way that says, no, I have the right way. No, my way is the best way. Now, the challenge with that is that um, when you have things that you have conditioned yourself or, you know, tr- you know, um, traits and um, situations that, you know, basically you have conditioned yourself to feel as though I need to be proactive. I need to be hyperactive. I need to be two steps ahead. I need to step in and jump in and, 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 you know, navigate the ship before it even turns on. Like it is extremely challenging to surrender, to allow life to take its course. When you hear news that you're not necessarily happy with or a decision that you're not necessarily looking forward to, to say, I'm, I'm confident that was the, the decision that was intended to be made. Not necessarily saying you agree with it, but because that's the main thing. The inner voice never agrees with it. When your inner voice is ready to panic, ready to lose its shit, you have to like look within yourself and say, okay, I cannot control the situation. So what I can manage and what I can control is my reaction, my, how I view this. Um, another thing that came up that he briefly touched on was our perspective on how we look at certain things and how we embed them into our inner selves, into our brains, into our archives, as if, you know, to understand like, is this, um, situation, a, a, a um, traumatic experience, um, that's something that I really, really like stood out, stood out to me because how we file certain things sets the precedence of what it's going to be considered and what we're going to reference it as. So for instance, if we get an F, I remember, I remember back in like second grade, I had done a project and it's embedded in my brain. I remember turning in the project and the it was supposed to be on planets and we had to print out the different planets and we had to write um, um, like a paragraph or two about the planets and stuff like that. Now, I decided to find a website that talked about a planet in particular, Pluto, and I just printed out whatever the website said and I put my name on it. And I remember her calling like, okay, turn your, your homework. I put, on, put my name on it and I gave it to her. So she's going through all of the different things. We're you know, wrapping up that lesson. And, um, she pulls mine out and she's like in front of the entire class, this is an example of plagiarism. She has decided to use someone else's work, put her name on it and claim it as her own. And that is not something we do. And she gave me an F for it. Now, prior to kind of looking at this, I experienced public humiliation anxiety in its earliest form, um, frustration because I felt like she didn't understand the obstacles in which I had to even get that piece of paper. Because I remember having a computer, like I had to use my sister, like to help me, you know, being able to type it up. I have older parents who are not tech savvy, you know? So there were some obstacles that I experienced, but I filed it away as a extremely like pivotal negative experience. And I, at now from this perspective of rewriting things, it was an example of what not to do. 
And it has been my example for the rest of my academic career um, to make sure that I never, you know, um, operate from that space. I cite all my stuff and some, um, even when I don't have to, because it's taught me a valuable lesson. And so it basically what it does by surrendering to the, the, the experience, I think rethinking that approach, like rethinking that experience, using that example and rethinking it. I think that I would probably say, um, okay, so once that whole thing happened, I would have rather said, hey, listen, I don't have something to turn in because I didn't have the right resources to, you know, put the project together. Um, Or I could have written it down, handwritten it down. Maybe I didn't do it um, correctly or as she had asked for me to do as far as like um, typing it up. But I could have at least handwritten my own words and uh, included that Pluto um, printout with it. So if I had surrendered to the circumstance instead of taking things into my own hands and just saying, Hey, let me just, you know, and she talked about plagiarism obviously beforehand of like what not to do. So I knew there was a chance, but I was like, I can cheat the system, you know? So there were different approaches in which I could have taken, taken this obstacle. Um, you know, it's very hard for me to surrender because I, I'm, I used, I'm used to operating from a place of control. I'm used to operating from a place of knowing. And as I talk about God and his, um, his, his impression on me and my life and what he's been able to do and what his role is and all of that sort of things, um, surrendering is the ultimate admission that I am not guiding this, this ship he is. And that's a part of the universe's responsibility or um, existence, essentially. Now, I definitely would have to say that it's been challenging. It's been uncomfortable and it's been different because in moments in which I can almost like, you know, when you can kind of see yourself and how things are going to play out in your former self versus like baby steps into how your, your current self is, is, is choosing to approach a situation. That's exactly what happens. So two kind of moment, two kind of experiences happen simultaneously for me where I can see myself, you know, um, how I, my former self, essentially how I would naturally react, but then my current like reform self, how that's acting. Um, that happened to me many times, especially when it comes to expressing myself and my frustration and my curiosity or opening up a conversation. Naturally, I would go in guns a blazing. Like I'm going to cuss this person out. There's no doubt about it. I am going to come out here and you are going to wither. You are going to, to obey my command, if you will, and respect, you know, respect me. And we're going to go through this tooth and nail to address the situation. Now, my more refined self or myself that is surrendering, I give my frustrations to the universe, to God, or, and kind of say, listen, these are the things I'm experiencing. And I use it as a filter. I use it as a filter 
to kind of take all the negative parts about it out, to refine what I want to say. And then at the, the present moment, I let go. I almost let go. And it's almost like an out-of-body experience where in my mind, the information and the ingredients I gave that 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 side of me, they designed something so beautiful, so eloquent, so so conscious of you know everything else that it is existing, and produce something that I I personally could have never intentionally did, you know. Um, it just it's just it's such a beautiful transaction essentially. And so what happens is I'm producing more of a conscious, um, considerate, um, picking and choosing my battles, you know, being at peace with outcomes that don't serve what I feel like should serve me, that don't serve me, um, being more rewarded by having a level mind and a peaceful meditative state has been so enjoyable because I just feel so calm with handling so many things because I'm trying not to worry about them before they come. And then when they do come, I know that it's a progression of life. And I also know which part is my responsibility versus their responsibility or life's responsibility. And it also, I also can read on like, what are some of the action items that I need to be doing differently or I need to, you know, hold on to in order to, to get through that circumstance. So it's been a very enlightening experience. And I definitely recommend you guys listening to this book. Check out everythingme.com as well too. You can see all the books that I've read this year that I like to reference. Um, next we'll be adding the podcasts that I've listened to as well too. So you guys can connect and follow with me on that and just get more context on what it is my, you know, how my approach is. And also everythinginme.com has a new look. It doesn't look how, how it used to. So definitely check that out and, um, you know, see what that's all about. But the surrender experiment, um, is such a magical place to be in because it essentially just gives, you know, gives God, gives life the, the, the glory. Um, it also gives it the, the, um, the reins to, you know, handle things that is appropriate and that is, you know, essentially there that it should be handled instead of trying to be the one who's always handling everything. You know, that's not something that is sustainable. And I found that that was a contributor to my burnout. That was a contributor to my burnout because I was overstepping my boundaries in areas that I shouldn't have been. There's nothing I can do. It doesn't matter how much I try. Like that's, it's its natural course. It's like trying to hold back water with your hands. Like, what do you, t- that's the flow. What are you talking, what are you really thinking you're going to do? You know, and now that I understand that I can revisit certain things and I've been in a lot of deep prayer lately of just like <clears throat> things that, excuse me, <clears throat> things that have been frustrating or unexplainable or um, different for me. I've been just stepping out of the situation and into like internal prayer where I I would just be praying, you know, God, just cover me. God, just, you know, be with me during this experience. I'm feeling, you know, I would express my feelings. Like I'm feeling, you know, um, like things are hard to deal with. I'm not understanding. It's not making sense. It's causing more friction. It's, you know, really challenging, you know, all of the things that, that kind of, you know, I'm going through at that present moment. So that way I can share that experience and I can document that experience of surrendering in my brain 
and say, walk me through this, hold my hand, hold my hand through this and leaning on him to say, I don't know what to do and where to go with this. So I'm going to just completely be still and I'm going to be present and allow life to take its course. And that has been so rewarding for me where I don't necessarily feel the same sense of, um, chaos, chaos that I had to, because I was just always reacting, always moving, always on the go, always doing something, always some, something always, always was always going on. That's not a great way to operate from. It's exhausting. And that's why I say it was exhausting is because I'm always alert. I'm always observant. I'm always that, that sort of like experience really, really tires you out. And you basically butt heads, you put yourself in, in situations that you shouldn't be in, in the first place. And so taking a step back has been so enlightening, so relieving, and seeing the bigger picture of everything has really, really been rewarding. So I deeply hope that you guys consider, you know, approaching life and situations from a different perspective. And this is one of those examples, you know, of that. And surrender has been a godsend for me. So if you haven't already thought about surrendering and allowing life to just take its flow, I would deeply recommend it. Um, it's definitely a message that has stuck with me and is really impressioned on my life. And I'm so grateful for it, especially for those of us who are fighting general curses and trying to be the best versions that we can possibly conjure up. You know, we won't ever get to experience this day ever again. And so it's important that we don't take it lightly and we make a big impression on how we approach things. So Thank you all for listening to another episode. I deeply appreciate it. And if you haven't already, check out everything in me, IG. Um, I'm more active on there and we can connect and, and get to chat with each other a little bit more. And I look forward to you know seeing you guys or chatting with you guys in my next episode.